You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. I've said I had my seven-round mock draft up. I also have a first-round with trades. A three-round updated mock draft is coming. Teams are changing their minds and thinking on the clock here. Changes every day, and we want to keep you updated, and we're going to do a mock draft here and look at the top 31 picks. We know the Dolphins do not have a first-round pick. They forfeited that. So we'll break it down into thirds for you to go a little bit more in-depth with the teams picking in the first round. So we'll go 1 through 10 today. We'll come back with 11 through 20 and then close it out with 21 through 31 there. So not only just uh, assigning a player to these teams, but also thinking about where else they might go in the draft and think about all the avenues they could explore, including for offensive help that pertains to fantasy football. So we'll explore all the angles here with the teams on the clock in the first round. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing a football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app source. Listeners locked on fantasy football, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked on in all caps. That's locked on in all caps while in the game. All right, let's dive right in. The feeling is the Panthers are going to take a quarterback. That's not the question at all at number one, as they made that trade up with the Pan- the Bears, uh, sending DJ Moore from Carolina to Chicago, the excellent wide receiver. He becomes the number one in Chicago, while Panthers look for their number one quarterback here at number one overall. So C.J. Stroud was the strong favorite here, but Bryce Young has also gotten some rumors here of late that the Panthers, uh, some of the camp and the offensive coaching staff, including Frank Reich and uh, Josh McCown, who's now helping them a little bit to make this decision that they're leaning towards a pick of Bryce Young, but everyone else uh, feels a little bit more comfortable with C.J. Stroud. So It's going to be a tough battle here to see where they end up. Stroud remains a slight favorite, but Young gaining on him quite a bit. But the bottom line is the Panthers are going to be taking a quarterback. We know that. They're tired of this cycle that they've gone through. We know what they've had since Cam Newton, really trying to make it work with the likes of uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. None of that has worked. They've uh, plugged in P.J. Walker. That has not worked either. So the Panthers are about to show up their quarterback situation. We talked about their situation at wide receiver it's uh, not as bad as it was after they initially moved more because they added Adam Thielen they've got DJ Chark they have a high upside plans for him and you have Terrace Marshall Jr. they're really thinking that he could have a breakout at some point so the receiving core is not as bad I think they'll add to the tight end group right now uh, you have Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas uh, now behind Hayden Hurst so Really decent weapons there. Chuba Hubbard is a pretty good back to catch passes, uh, playing off Miles Sanders in the running game. This offensive line upgraded last year, we know, with Iki Conwu in the first round of the draft. So 
there are some things that make it promising for either Stroud or Young to have some success, at least in a streaming capacity as a QB2 early in their careers. All right, now that means the Texans are on the clock at number two. They're kind of waiting to see what happens with the Panthers. If the Panthers go Stroud, I think the Texans bang the table and go after Bryce Young. They'll turn to that card rather quickly here. Look, Stroud and Young have the least question marks. I get Anthony Richardson has a lot of upside, and the Texans and Panthers are not teams necessarily that are looking to win right away in 2023. You can wait to 24 or 25, but when you look at it, the Texans just need a solid player that fits their system. You have D'Amico Ryans as your head coach. He's an Alabama guy. There's going to be a natural lean there toward what... Bryce Young could do so when you look at that and his ability in the offense uh, the 49er style offense they've installed under Ryan's here they like that get rid of the ball quickly spread it around they've got some weapons they can do some damage after the catch they hope Nico Collins and Robert Woods are the guys right now they're hoping for a little bit more from John Mechie who played with Young at Alabama a good field stretcher with some other capacities here I think they'll explore looking at Another wide receiver early in the draft and uh, potentially with that next first round pick at number 12 overall. They also added a very friendly target here for the rookie quarterback in Dalton Schultz. So again, Stroud Young, if they go in some order to the Panthers and Texans, there's some upside there immediately. And these guys are going to start. I mean, there's no good battle with Davis Mills in Houston. They're not going to have any battle there in Carolina. This is the starting job to be had there. So when you look at it, I look at Andy Dalton being in the mix in Carolina, but really they're going to start these guys right away in either situation, Carolina or Houston. That's why they have some fantasy appeal that Anthony, Richard does, Anthony Richardson does not because, look, there could be some time before a team's comfortable starting him, and that's going to take away his fantasy value altogether. But Stroud and Young, pretty confident if they go in some order to the Panthers and Texans that they will be starting here early in twenty. 23. All right, the Cardinals have a very valuable pick at number three. Should uh, Stroud Young go, then some team might be aggressive to jump the Colts at number four for Anthony Richardson. But if they stay put, the Cardinals need pass rush help. They need just a devastating playmaker all over the field. They could look at Jalen Carter. I mean, you look at what they lost in free agency with Zach Allen going away, and he also had J.J. Uh, Watt retire, so they could look in that direction with Jalen Carter, but there's been a lot of questions about him. Will Anderson has been rather quiet with his stock because he's what you see is what you get. He's going to make a lot of plays. He's done so at a high level in a very elite, trusted, pedigreed defense there under Nick Saban in Alabama. So I think the Cardinals cannot go wrong if they go defense here. They're going to be rebuilding. They're not going to go quarterback, we don't think. Kyler Murray on the mend here, so they've also invested a lot there. So they could definitely move this pick and try to stockpile another situation that we have to look for with the wide receivers and DeAndre Hopkins potentially being on the move. But I think the Cardinals will definitely use this pick on defense should they stay put at number three. And I'm going with Will Anderson, fewer question marks than Carter with just as much upside at a different, uh, more versatile position at linebacker. All right, there you have the first three picks in my mock draft, the latest one for seven rounds. Things may change as we get closer. The draft is next Thursday, so getting excited about that. And really, it's a lot of fun to try to be like a general manager. The only way you can do that at the best level is playing Ultimate Football GM. Today's episode, we told you at the top, is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you ever thought you'd make a good GM, making 
all the draft picks, navigating through free agency. You've got to give this game a try. It's not easy, you might think, to create a dynasty in football. When you play Ultimate Football Jam, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team, which is fantastic. So you can check it out on your screen there if you're watching on YouTube. That it's an easy way to get into it now because really we've been uh, pushing this game for you, but really you have to experience it for yourself. It's so much fun because you get to play GM, you get to work the salary cap, you figure out which old players to move on from and which uh, players uh, to replace in the draft. And really I've made a lot of uh, good decisions and some bad decisions as well, sometimes tied to holding on guys too long there and not going for youthful upside. So go for the upside, uh, go for the draft. It's a lot of fun for sure. And really you don't need Wi-Fi at all to play. Once you download the app, you can find it in your app stores, wherever you get your apps. And in App Play, it's great because you can play off your uh, local network as well. And really, just download the app right now and check it out yourself. That's the only way to know how the Ultimate Football GM experience works. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the franchises, finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft injuries, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season. It's all this that you get in a challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. You can play it offline, play on the go as you want and when you want to, and really you'll want to play it a lot. Locked on Fantasy Football listeners, listen up. You get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen day. Subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We once again thank the every dares. These are you listeners that are with us every time we put up a show. So we're really excited about that. So we hope uh, you new listeners will also become an everydayer here to Locked On Fantasy Football. We got you covered all throughout the offseason as well. And we rev it up in season with all the matchups and things you need to know with rankings every week. So really excited to go through the offseason. Really excited to have the draft here to uh, get us some players that we know are going to have some impact in the NFL as rookies. All right, let's continue then and look at the Colts. And the, I think they're still tied to Anthony Richardson. They can't go in with Gardner Minshew as their top quarterback option here. They are trying to uh, maybe look for the upside, and uh, they need that quarterback. Same thing with the Panthers. They've been caught in the cycle a little bit of the recycled quarterback. They had the Andrew Luck situation. Interesting there. The two number one overall picks. Uh, Cam Newton faded. There's number one in 2011 for Carolina, and then you had Andrew Luck retire early as a 2012 overall pick. So these teams have kind of been scrambling in similar ways. The Colts have had a little bit more success with Phillip Rivers, but Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan were disastrous there. So they got to go for the upside. They need to be a little bit patient here in this division. Anthony Richardson makes a lot of sense right now. So could they just go in a different direction, go get Jalen Carter, try to upgrade that defense a little bit more? Do they look at Christian Gonzalez? At corner, do they get Tyree Wilson? There's a lot of options there that they could pivot for defense and it would make a lot of sense. But Richardson, the upside, can't be ignored here. And if the Colts stay put and he's still available at number four, no one jumps them to number three with the Cardinals pick, I think you're going to see them take Anthony Richardson. So 
I think you look at Shane Steichen, their new offensive-minded head coach here. He just worked with Jalen Hurts. What is he looking for? A mobile guy with a big arm. Richardson has that kind of explosive upside here to lead an offense. So really pair him with this offensive line that is going to be further upgraded. And you have Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield, some decent weapons, and Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce. Now you're in business. The question is, uh, is Minshew going to be the guy at first, knowing that he has some experience in Steichen's offense from playing in Philadelphia behind Hurts last year, or are they going to turn it over Richardson and just let his upside loose as a young, raw quarterback? It could be a situation where it's like Lamar Jackson, where initially you start the veteran backup, and then you transition to later in the year to opening it up for the rookie. So... We're not going to sleep on Richardson there as having key fantasy football value as a rookie. But again, probably the timeline is a little bit slower than Stroud and Young to have that type of value. But all three of these guys are going to have great QB2 streaming appeal as rookies at some point this season. All right, we go to the number five overall pick. That's held by the Seahawks. They acquired this from the Broncos in that Russell Wilson trade from last year. They can look at Jalen Carter. They have... An opportunity to upgrade their defensive line. They did get Draymond Jones. That was their big splurge. But Draymond is more of a pure pass rusher up front. They need some more help on their defensive front here. And they could really dominate. And we know Jalen Carter, a little bit risk with some of the off-field things. And some of the things that went down at Combine or Pro Day. But the Seahawks have a high risk tolerance, we know. And they also think outside the box. And with Carter in there, you could have a very disruptive front for Pete Carroll's defense. So... I think John Schneider, Pete Carroll, really can't argue with some of the results, especially from last year. What a great draft link. Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas and Kenneth Walker. And, of course, go to Tariq Willen, their young shutdown corner. So it was just an outstanding draft for the Seahawks. So they can build on that by going for the talent of Carter here at number five overall. All right, we go to the Lions. They have a lot of options here. They've been tied to the quarterbacks early. Would they trade up for Richardson? They can't rule it out and go after the... Upside here with the rookie contract and to maybe move on from Jared Goff in 2024. So that's something you can think about. They're also attached to Hennon Hooker later in this draft, maybe with their second first rounder. And Will Levis, uh, also option for either first rounder that they have. But right now, I think edge rusher makes sense. Playing off Aiden Hutchinson, getting a guy to be the bookend here. I know they moved on from Jeff Okuda so they could look at Christian Gonzalez at corner. But they also did to get Cameron Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley in free agency. So I think this leans pass rusher. They want a guy with upside. I think Tyree Wilson, a little bit more of a freakish athlete than Miles Murphy out of Clemson. So I think that's the direction the Lions could go. But definitely a lot of options for Detroit, a myriad ways of considering their team. But it would make sense if they're looking to keep the rebuilding going and address weaknesses that they go with Tyree Wilson and the pass rush. The Raiders definitely need some cornerback help. And you look at uh, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, just an outstanding athlete. It's a throwback Raiders guy that they really love. Can do a lot of things there in coverage. Great size, great speed, can play, make on the ball quite a bit. So really like uh, Christian Gonzalez to the Raiders. And they could also be in the market for Will Levis here with this pick. But they have Jimmy Garoppolo starting. So look, you want in this situation Goff and Garoppolo. Because those guys are going to facilitate the production of others, and they're also going to have some standalone value based on their weaponry in each case. So if you go to more of a Will Levis or even a Richardson situation, you're not sure who's going to start the whole year. You can't trust Goff or Garoppolo keeping the job down. And then Will Levis uh, is more of a 
situation that could throw a wrench into things in the second half of the season. So it complicates things a lot more with the Lions and Raiders should they go with quarterbacks here early in the first round at number six and number seven overall back-to-back. So we're definitely going to monitor that, but definitely defense would not be a bad way to go for either team versus uh, going for a little bit of a luxury quarterback given Goff and Garoppolo are in both situations. All right, we will break down the final three picks that I have in the mock draft, my latest mock draft at sportingnews.com with a seven-rounder. We will look at the three-round mock draft here soon. Thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen today. And a special shout-out to the everydayers who uh, follow us with every show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Keep in mind, obviously, we're going to talk about picks 11 through 20 in the mock draft that I have up and what teams are thinking on the clock what direction they could go in and how that could affect fantasy football. That's what we're talking about here on the show. And we'll close the show looking at picks 7 through 10, but we'll get through all the rounds here in our next two shows. Okay, we're up to the number 8 pick in the top 10 of my mock draft. I think the Falcons will think about a little bit of offense here, but I think their wide receiver core is okay for now. I think... Drake London could use some help there for sure, but you do have uh, Kyle Pitts. So essentially two first-round receivers there, Pitts being a tight end. So you have that. I don't think the Falcons are going to think about a quarterback. Will Levis, I think they're putting him on the radar just in case a team wants to trade up. But I think they really want to explore what they have with Desmond Ritter, if not fall back on Taylor Heineke, and then go to next year's draft, maybe taking a shot at Caleb Williams if he's available out of USC. So I think the Falcons are better off tabling Quarterback, just see what they have in Ritter and if Heineke can fit well in their offense. So I look at the pass rushers when uh, Anderson and Wilson, that's uh, Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson off the board. You look at Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Falcons perpetually looking to help their pass rush, it seems like. They've had some successes there, but really need to address defense. So offensive line, they took care of a few things by bringing back Caleb McGarry and uh, giving Chris Lindstrom an extension on the right side. So they seem to be okay. I think at some point they'll be in the market for a left tackle, potentially to replace Jake Matthews, but this seems a little bit early for them to do that. So I'm looking at Miles Murphy out of Clemson. They like some Clemson players. Grady Jarrett, of course, uh, the defensive tackle, fine longtime Falcon from that program. So Miles Murphy would be a good fit on that defensive front here to make a lot of plays for the Falcons, a versatile guy that you can move around as a chess piece as well. So I think you can do that with uh, Anderson and Wilson as well, but Murphy also pretty valuable here in the top 10 as a pass rusher. Now the Bears and Eagles back-to-back. The Bears could go for defensive help. We know what they've lost in recent years, uh, trading away Robert Quinn. They've uh, looked and said Khalil Mack was getting a little too old, so he was moved on here. And then you look at uh, also what they had in Roquan Smith. So they've been gutted a little bit defensively, so they could look after linebacker help at some point, and they might be ready to jump on Anderson should he slip at all, or they have a chance to trade up to get him. But they stay at offense tackle. you got to take Peter Skaronsky or Paris Johnson, two Big Ten guys. Peter Skaronsky, I think, fits a little bit better. He's from Northwestern, so a little bit of a local flavor there to shore up uh, the tackle spot here. They've had some guys in there, but... I think their pass protection could get better. They're a pretty good run-blocking team as is, but they got to keep Justin Fields better upright. You figure with DJ Moore in the mix from that Panthers trade, and then Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney, they want to have better downfield passing 
protect the quarterback better. So Skaronski makes a lot of sense to that end for the Bears. And Paris Johnson is pretty good, but I project him to be more of a right tackle. He's a little bit more natural run blocker. Skaronski is what they're looking for in pass protection. So that's where the Bears can go. Now the Eagles could pick up whoever the Bears don't get. Now the Eagles are drafting for next year. We know they did that last year with Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean from the Georgia Bulldogs defense, and now they need those guys because they lost uh, something a defensive tackle with Javon Hargrave walking out, and uh, at linebacker it was a tough go there with T.J. Edwards leaving. So they do have to look at uh, linebacker at some point and help themselves there. They could look in many different directions behind uh, Dean and Carter to continue to build on that defense. But offensive line, they got to address this a little bit. They've got Cam Jurgens, kind of a stash there, replacing Isaac Samalo. But Jason Kelsey is about to be near the end of his career. He's at 35. Lane Johnson is also getting up there. So Paris Johnson could be drafted to be a backup to what Lane Johnson can do at right tackle, can swing over and also help with Jordan Malata if he gets hurt at left tackle. But overall, when you look at it, I think stashing a offensive line makes a lot of sense here for 2024, just in case uh, things get tough here with the contracts and they have to do some things or Lane Johnson continues to break down. So Paris Johnson Jr. makes a lot of sense because he can play multiple spots on their offensive line. Say they uh, see Jason Kelsey retire, then they could put Jurgens at center and move Johnson to right guard if they need to. So there's all kinds of possibilities that they can address with Johnson. That's why I think he's a pretty good pick here. Now, they could also think defensively, they'll be ready if uh, Carter falls or Wilson falls there to help their front. Uh, I know they brought back Brian Graham, but he's an older player, so defensive end is going to be an issue for them. Fletcher Cox also going to re be replaced soon, even though he's back. So again, the Anderson Carter would make sense as well for the defensive front. They could also look at corner. Do they look at uh, Joey Porter Jr.? They did back bring back Darius Slay here, so Really a lot to uh, consider for the Eagles, but offensive line stashing for next year makes a lot of sense for Howie Roseman as they try to lock up a Jalen Hurts here this offseason with that long-term deal. So there you have it. There's a look at all the picks in the first round top 10 here that we're exploring. These are the teams on the clock there on April 27th, the night of the first round in Kansas City. So we'll be continuing to count down to that. We'll look at picks... It's 12, uh, 11, I should say, and on to 20 in our next show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. So look forward to that, and then we'll break down picks 21 through 31 here on the show. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every dayers, uh, we're really appreciative of you following. And again, tomorrow we'll be looking at picks 11 through 20, 11 through 20 to check out in my mock draft what those teams on the clock will be thinking. Then again, Looking ahead, we'll also be looking to the final picks, 21 through 31 in the first round. So a lot of draft talk here on the show this week as the draft is coming up next week. Thanks again for following us, subscribing for free. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great Monday. We'll check you out here on Tuesday with more mock draft talk.